Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. We we did it. We completed season two. We did it. And you know how we're going to celebrate? By giving the blood of the innocent. I mean, of ourselves. Well, I mean, Bart was kind of innocent. It's Bart. He's never innocent. Right. So so let's go donate some blood to a good cause. And I don't know how Mr. Burns would be considered a good cause. But Smithers we'll seem to think out. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we bring you the final episode of season two, uh, episode 22, Blood Feud, which, honestly, it's kind of a weird name for this episode. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. No one was fighting over blood. I mean... No. I, I, I could see... They were see fighting it. for blood. Yeah. But that doesn't make it a... Bl- like, a blood feud is like when two, f- like... The same family is fighting each other. That's what I think of like a blood feud. Yeah. Or I mean. Like if you took or like if you took something from me and we were feuding over it, that's a blood feud. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't I don't know. It's kind of an odd name for a title. Yeah. So this originally aired on July 11th, 1991. Uh, and that is because uh, production fell behind schedule. And so they had to push it back. And Fox advertised it as part of Premiere Week. Um, and uh, nobody fell for it. It did not do that great in the ratings. Yeah. Uh, as, I, as I've as uh, i heard on other Simpsons podcasts from creators of The Simpsons, yeah. production on these episodes is crazy and oh, yeah. can take well, it's a not lot like, of time. It's not like South Park where they freaking do it at like, well, nowadays they they do it like the day before the episode airs. Which is still crazy to to have an episode written and animated and well, I wonder if like they write it like a few days prior and then do like because I mean it's what does Matt Stone and Trey Parker doing the voices, yeah, and a few for other the most part. Yeah, yeah, and then a few other people, but their animation process I think is a little less complicated than The Simpsons. Yeah, I mean I would definitely say that, but. Still, so, to put together an episode, edit it, direct it, just seems crazy in in that amount of time span. And, and I, I mean, I guess the Simpsons have a lot of voice actors nowadays. So you know, trying to get everybody together and to do it, like it takes a couple months, I'm sure. Uh, so to recap this episode, Bart's blood saves Mister Burns, and Homer sends his boss a nasty letter. I mean. Kind of a rotten thing to do. Your your son saved your boss's life. You shouldn't be writing nasty letters. No, but we'll learn why he sent the letter. Uh, chalkboard gag. Uh, this is a pretty fairly straightforward one. I will not sleep through my education. Clearly, oh, Bart guilty. Will sleep in class. Guilty. I would. Guilty. I would definitely guilty. definitely say that. I is that a detentionable offense? Maybe for Bart it is, but but maybe for Bart. Well. I only see I only really fell asleep in like my morning classes because especially in like high school, I mean in college, yeah, I'd fall asleep in like my 8 a.m. class, but that was only because we were like watching a movie or something or yeah. I would just skip because well, it's funny. So, funny story about falling asleep in school in college, my professor for it was a history class, he's like, "Stop falling asleep in my class, and if you're going to do that, just don't show up." Yep. And I'm like, all right. Fine, I won't show uh, up. I'll just sleep in. Thanks. And and the cherry on top of that, for my final, he came up to me during the final and asked me about the hat I was wearing because it was a Mariner's hat. And I'm like, you yelled at me for not disturbing the class, yet you're going to come up to me during a final and disturb me during the final. Thanks. Yep. That makes you a great professor. 
But yeah, Bert shouldn't be falling asleep in class. Kids, don't fall asleep in class. Eh. Or else you might miss out on something important. Yeah, and you'll know. Like what a rhombus is. <laughs> or a zebu. You might you might not know what a zebu is, as we'll we'll learn about in a little bit. Uh the couch gag this week. Uh the Simpsons sit on the couch and it falls through the floor. Yet another repeat. When we when we talk to our guest next week, uh I'm asking him about this because I'm very I want to know. I want to get to the bottom of why they repeated couch gags. If it was laziness or they couldn't really think of anything. Yeah, but at least this is the end of season two, so maybe we'll get a fresh start with season three. Correct. All right, so the episode opens with Mayor Quimby dedicating a warning system for the nuclear power plant, which... That's a good idea. Yeah, I feel like it should have been there well before this, but... we'll We'll learn in a second why it wasn't. Yes, but... To be fair, Homer Simpson was a safety inspector, so you would think <laughs> this, the plant will be safe and we wouldn't need a warning system. But Correct. No, that is not the case. Correct. So, in case of nuclear disaster, what should you do? According to the nuclear uh, plant condition sign, there's relax, everything is fine. That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, minor, minor radiation leak, roll up, roll up windows. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, radiation can't get through normal glass car windows, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> but it's a minor leak. It's a minor leak. Yes. Meltdown. Very, very minor. Yep. Meltdown. Flea City. Uh, yep. yep. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Chernobyl should have probably had one of these. Probably. Uh, core explosion. Repentance. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. I mean, if the core exploded and you had the time to repent your sins, good for you. And I like how Homer is laughing in the background at the last thing, because if the core explodes, there won't be any power to run the sign. And I wrote, uh, I think he's actually right. I didn't really do any research in this, but I'm pretty sure if your power is coming from a nuclear power plant and the nuclear power plant explodes, uh, there isn't going to be any more power unless there's like a separate like electrical grid. But it sounds like the sign is connected to the power plant. Yeah, so, it makes sense. Or a battery backup uh, or something. I do like during, like, when the sign, like, when they're rolling through the sign, like, the first one, everybody claps. The second yeah. one, everybody <laughs> claps. The third one, a few people clap. The last one, nobody claps. Well, it's so funny. I'm like, it's a sign to warn you of things. It's not like it's actually happening right now. Yeah. Like, that it, everyone should be clapping. It's a great sign. It's going to warn you when bad things happen. Not, I don't know. It was yeah. kind of a weird clapping situation. Uh, but the sign was only made possible after Burns dropped obstructionist legal challenges. Yeah. So he didn't want the sign because why? I mean, he's a rich old white man who's, uh, as we later find out, he's a Republican. Yes. And not to say Democrats don't do obstructionist things because they do. So, you know, he doesn't want to warn the people of Springfield because he probably doesn't want to get sued. That's probably what his, what his obstructionist challenges were. But any any good lawyer could explain to him, well, if you put the sign out and bad things happen, you won't be liable. So I don't, I don't know why Burns would try to obstruct the sign going up. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But then I like how he doesn't show up and Mayor <laughs> Mayor Quimby's like, nobody leaves Diamond Joe Quimby holding the bag. Which, that was kind of another weird thing. Well, you know, he's the again, mayor. The he's, sign is a good thing. Well, it is, but he, Mayor Quimby wanted to introduce the man who kind of made it possible. And so now That's he's true. like, now he's, now he's at a loss. Yeah, uh, and as you just mentioned, Burns was late, uh, and according to Smithers, he's never late, so something wrong must be going on, and lo and behold, we go to Burns' mansion, and Burns fell out of bed, uh, because he lost energy, and I love how he's like, with every last strength, every last ounce of my strength, I will not go see a doctor, and then he immediately passes out, (laughs) because, as we learn, we go to the hospital where Mr. Burns is hooked up. Uh, he has lost blood uh, and he suffers from a condition that translates to a lack of blood, which. Which is really funny because I was kind of thinking about this the other day and I'm like, well, 
I thought Mr. Burns had a had a bunch of diseases in him <laughs> that kept him from dying. dying. Well, or does know, or does blood or does Bart's blood after this episode basically stabilize his system and all the diseases that Burns has can't kill him. So Bart's blood is like Mr. Burns is like <laughs> savior elixir of life. Yeah. Yes. They uh they're talking and oh Smithers rips off his clothes because he's like, I'll donate my blood. And Dr. Hibbert's like, well, you can't donate your blood because Burns is double O negative, which is not a real blood type. The real blood types are A, B, AB, and O. Uh Burns's blood type is so rare it does not exist. <laughs> Well, he's double because... O. O exi- he's like double O James Bond. He's like he's like double O blood. <laughs> it's super uh, rare. And as we learn, Smith, as we learn, Smithers' uh, blood type is B plus. Uh, do you know what your blood type is? B plus or B positive? Because <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I I mean, I'm probably the same since we're related. Um, I guess yeah, I'll have to ask our yeah, mom. I don't know. I I, have I no wish idea. I knew. I probably could have asked when I was donating plasma. I'm guessing those they have like your records. Oh yeah. So I probably could yeah. have asked them. They probably know. Now you can't. Now I can't because uh, I don't know any plasma anymore. So Smithers apologizes to Burns about not being able to donate blood, and uh, Burns is like that's okay. The kidney you hit, uh, the kidney you gave me, really hit the spot. So here's the thing. I looked this up because I wasn't sure. You cannot donate a kidney unless your blood type matches or if you're blood type O because O is a universal yeah. donor. Yeah. Yep. So, here's my question. Did Mr. Smithers actually give Mr. Burns a kidney to use in his body, which would have killed him because their blood type does not match? Or did Mr. Smithers just give him a kidney to like <laughs> put in a jar? Like, is he trying to clone (laughs) Mr. Smithers? And that also begs the question, how did Mr. Smithers not know that Burns' blood type was double O negative? Yeah. Because if he donated... And how was it that he was able to donate a kidney in the first place? Like, if, if he actually donated a kidney, they would have been like, no, you can't donate a kidney because your blood type doesn't match. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, what really bugs me is up until, like, this episode, the Simpsons are really good at being realistic and accurate with their, like, portrayals of life. Yeah. And the fact that they screwed this up is, like, obviously it's a sight gag, obviously, but at the same time, don't you want your, your jokes to be accurate? Yeah, it's weird because had he donated the kidney, he'd been able to donate the blood and this whole episode would have been uh, null and void. Exactly. So maybe he just found a kidney. Simpsons. <laughs> I mean, like my, my guess is Burns asked Smithers for a kidney, but he didn't tell him what it was for. And Smithers is so loyal. He gave it to him and <laughs> uh, Burns just has it in like a jar or something. To, yeah, like, right. I don't know, extract DNA so in case Smithers dies, he could try to clone him. Because he's super rich. He probably has scientists who could probably do it for him. Yep. All right. So we get back to the power plant, and there's a few signs again. The power plant's got to have some fun signs. Yep. We've got to get organized. No, 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 no. we got to get organized. Organized? Organized. Who wrote that sign? I actually looked at it. Homer must have wrote that sign. Well, as we'll find out in a second, he probably did. You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. I mean, that's a lot of jobs. Yeah. Homer puts up a sign over important procedures that says, you want it when? And it was like a bunch of pictures of babies. (laughs) Like. I thought it was baby ducks. Was it baby? I thought it was babies. Was it babies or baby ducks? I thought it was babies. Like actual human babies. I don't know. I think that makes more sense. You want it when? You want it when? Maybe. I don't, that, that sign does not make sense to me. And so everyone, everyone's gathering around the water cooler, Carl, Lenny, Homer, and Carl says he would donate uh, his blood to Burns, but he doesn't want to. (laughs) And then I like how. If I had a really awful boss, I, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, but see, Homer. Homer's the smart one here. Homer's thinking about clearly. Uh, I, yeah, it's weird. But Homer uh, back talks to Carl and Lenny, and Carl reminds him that he's Homer's supervisor. 
Which I think we do that. I think so. Yeah. Because I think we were kind of on the fence on if Lenny or Carl was his supervisor, but it's obviously Carl. And so obviously, so back in back at home, Lisa is trying to teach Maggie about animals, which is awesome. See, it, it was like Lisa was basically saying to Marge that we don't want to do the cookie cutter barn animal routine. Barn. And, and it's kind of funny yeah. because that's the same thing I do with my kid. I we teach him like sea life and dinosaurs oh, yeah. and all I mean, tons of different animals and even like random Steve. ones. Not necessarily. Steve. Yeah. Dinosaurs don't exist. They anymore. do exist. They're they're just In your uh, imagination. No, birds birds are dinosaurs. <laughs> birds have, are not dinosaurs. Yes, birds are dinosaurs. Now, now, now birds are dinosaurs. Back in the day they weren't, but then we learned <laughs> but then somehow we learned from science that birds are related to dinosaurs. You yeah, didn't know that? So are like crocodiles. Yeah. So there's dinosaurs around. But they're not di- they're not dinosaurs. They're descendants of dinosaurs. Yeah, we're but descendants it, of apes. Yeah. Say so we're still around. So, okay. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Okay. So yeah. teaching, teaching other animals is a, is a good thing, but Lisa's yep. really going, going on a stretch teaching her like zebus, yeah. which I mean, I guess you could go a little bit. I mean, she was even teaching them lemur. Lemur, yeah. lemur is lemur. lemur. Zebu. Zebu. And for the class out there, what is a zebu? Uh, it's a species of, or subspecies of domestic cattle found in South Asia. It's good. Yeah, she really went out of her way. To so yeah, they have yeah. Uh, humps and uh, something else that are different from like cattle here in the states. Yep. And so Homer comes. I mean, they're very similar yeah. looking, but <laughs> yep. So Homer comes rushing home because he has a great idea, and he's like, "Marge, what's my blood type?" And Marge is like, "A positive." Homer's like, "Ah, oh, nuts! Extremely weird blood, and I don't have it." And Lisa's like, uh, you know his blood type? How romantic. And then Marge is like, a, uh, mo- a mother knows everything about her family. And Lisa's like, oh yeah? What's my shoe size? 4B. Bart's like, how many teeth do I have? 16 permanent. 8 baby. Homer's like, earmuff? XM. Which I was like, what's earmuff? Do you know no, what No, I earmuff? thought she said XL. No, XM. Extra medium? Extra- no, I'm pretty sure she said XL. No. Oh. Maybe. Then again, I'm reading a script, so, you know, could be wrong. Oh. Uh, and then Lisa's it's possible like... possible the, the script is typed up wrong. Yeah, and then Lisa's like, ring? I don't want you wearing rings. It looks cheap, <laughs> but three. And then Bart's like, allergies, buttersotch, and imitation buttersotch. And... And? Glow-in-the-dark monster makeup. Impressive. So the thing with Lisa saying it's romantic that she knows Homer's blood type... Clearly, she probably knows everybody's blood type in the house. And as we stated before, this is good information to have. It, it is I don't good find that romantic at all. You, <laughs> you, If you don't know your blood type, you should probably find out in case you get hurt or, or uh, somebody wants to. Do- I mean, it's easy to find out. It's go donate blood or ask your doctor. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, but then, I was like, that's not romantic. Yeah. And then Marge is, uh, then Marge tells everyone that Bart has double O negative blood and Homer's like, yes, jackpot. Yeah. Cause you know, Burns is rich. Yep. You know, and you know, so you're Homer's gonna... whole thing as he told Carl and Lenny, it's like, you don't want to make out like a bandit with your rich boss. I mean, it's a good strategy. It is. He, it was, he uh, was thinking. Yeah. So, uh, Bart says he doesn't. Uh, have to donate blood because he has rights, you know, which that's technically true, but that's not what the Constitution is for. Um, if Bart doesn't want to donate blood, he doesn't have to. That does kind of make him a crappy human being. But, you know, he, he doesn't have to donate blood if his parents tell him he has to. Yeah. he he's a, he, You know, he can make decisions for himself, even though he's a child. Yeah, I mean, um, I well, he, okay, you, so if, to be fair, if he's a child, he's not a, he's a minor, which means his parents could technically force a force. Not really, blood, I but guess then I don't he'll know. resent them. Yeah. You don't want to force a kid to do anything they don't want to do. And for anybody out there who's on the fence about donating blood or even plasma, you should probably do it. It's a really especially plasma cuz a lot of places will pay you for it, but yeah. it's also, you know, a good thing to do and helps out people. We can never have enough blood donations, so go out, donate blood if you can. If you can't, that's fine. So afterwards, we cut to Homer talking to Bart while he's tucking him in, 
and Homer asks Bart if he knows the stories of the story of Hercules and the lion. And Bart's like, is that a story in the Bible? And Homer's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, no, it's A, not a story in the Bible. And B, it's not the right story. It's from Aesop's Fables. And it's Androcles and the Lion, not Hercules. And the story that Homer tells you is actually kind of accurate. Yeah. Do you want, uh, do you want to hear the story? Comes upon a lion. Here, I'll, I'll tell you the you story. You're going to tell it to us? I'll tell you the story. Okay. Sit, sit down, children. I okay. will tell you a story of Hercules and the lion. Once upon a time, <laughs> there was a big, mean lion who got a thorn in his paw, and all the village people tried to pull it out, but nobody was strong enough. So they got Hercules, and Hercules used his mighty strength, and bingo! Anyway, the moral is, the lion was so happy, he gave Hercules this big thing of riches. <laughs> and then Bart's like, like, how did the lion get riches? <laughs> oh, that was so great. But the actual story is Androcles came upon a lion who was hurting, who had a thorn in his paw, and he took it out, and they became friends, and the lion basically didn't maul this poor man alive because he saved his life. Uh, and the moral of the story is... If you help somebody, you will get something back in the world. It's called karma. So do do right by others, and others will do be you know do right by you, and we'll all live you know a, a happier life if we help each other out. Yeah. Uh, the next day, Homer races Bart to the bloodmobile that is outside of the power plant that we see previously because nobody goes because nobody has double O negative. Yep, blood, and we see Otto working on the bloodmobile, and it's his side job. Yep, uh, when because... he's not hanging out with his friends at school, which uh, he uh, clearly believes that the school children are his friends, and Bart is. So yeah, I feel like he kind of is. And then and then Otto's like, okay, let me just wash up. And then Otto takes a moist towelette out of a bucket of chicken and starts to scrub. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh my god! <laughs> While humming Iron Man. By, so, by, by Black Sabbath. Well, hiring out. Uh, that was from Black Sabbath. Because um, Mr. Smithers comes up. He's like, he's like, oh, thank God. Which one could I hug first? And Homer points at Bart. And uh, Smithers hu hugs Bart. And Bart's like, ew, don't hug me. Uh, so then they draw the blood from Bart. And they rush it to the hospital. And they throw it down the hallway. Yeah. And, and one of them I, drops I mean, it. I, there was one point where one of them dropped it on the ground. Yeah. Uh, don't ever throw a blood bag. Um, I don't. I don't have to ask a doctor this. Uh, just don't do it. It's unsanitary. There's a chance you could break the bag because you drop it. Yeah, don't do that. If you're yeah. a doctor or a nurse or thinking about doing that, and you have to, you know, handle a blood bag, handle it with care. That, yeah. That's precious cargo. Well, most most um, blood bags, I think. I mean, I guess it was coming in from outside, so I guess you could probably carry it. But most of the time, yeah. it's in a cooler on it's ice. It's in a cooler. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, another inaccuracy by the Simpsons in this episode. Very, I mean, obviously, it's a psych gag why, why they did it that way. They throw it to a guy in an elevator, and he's just standing there, and the elevator door doesn't close, and then he clearly hits, like, the closed door button. But here's my question. I don't think I've ever been on an elevator where the doors don't close after, like, a few seconds. Well, it's a few. And I have to, and I've been in I use, a certain amount of time. There's I use certain elevators. So I don't know if I trust that elevator if I had to hit the closed door button. Well, okay. Go, well, okay. Here's the other thing, though. Unless someone on a different floor presses the elevator to get called up, it'll probably be a bit for the elevator door to close. And then if the door does close automatically, it's not going to go anywhere. You still need to press a floor for the elevator to physically go anywhere. So maybe he just didn't hit the floor button. That's correct. That that okay. would be my guess, is he forgot to hit what floor he uh, needed to go to. Yes. All right. So then we get up to uh, Charles Montgomery Burns' room, who's an American patriot, master of the atom, scourge of the despot. And uh, yeah, he wanted he wanted Smithers to write down his epitaph yep. uh, for his gravestone because he thought he was going to die. And then, you know, as he's saying this, he's kind of getting more, you know, with it and is uh, 
you know, body's getting better, and he jumps up, and the thing he's, uh, his, like, gown isn't covering his butt. Thank you! I couldn't think of the word! I wrote thingy. <laughs> and and this is this is now the yeah. second time that we've seen Burns' butt, and the first time was in Brush With Greatness. Ah, uh, that's right. So, here's the thing with this scene. I don't feel like you would feel better instantly getting a blood donation. Like we've both had, we've both had surgery. I've never had blood donated. I don't know if you have, like if you needed like a blood transfusion or anything like that, but I've never felt fully recovered even after like an operation where like, like after I had my hernia surgery, I woke up and I was in severe pain. The only reason I willed myself out of bed out of the, out of the, whatever, you, the bed at the hospital bed was because I really had to go to the bathroom because, you know, I was under for like four hours. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, they had to move the story along. So. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. So, yep. And then, so Lenny, or so, sorry, uh, Mr. Burns goes back to the plant and obviously he's really happy. He's kind of. Uh, saying hi to all the, his employees. And I like how he goes up to Mr. Lane. He's like, hey, hello, Mr. Brown Shoes. I like the fact that Lenny is wearing a name tag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like that name tag. But obviously Mr. Byrne does not know who his employees yeah. are. And then no. he's like, how about that local sports team? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I use this line as a joke. And I probably, this is probably where I heard it from. Yeah, but it it is funny how he does say he goes to the Isotopes games. Yeah, apparently, like I I feel like he would know, but he's a delusional old senile man, so yes, he probably just doesn't remember. And so then he's in his office uh, with Smithers, and he's like, "Smithers, I'm back in the pink, full of pith and vinegar." I see. I you know because the, the actual line is piss and vinegar. You probably couldn't say that on. TV at the time? I, I guess. I don't know, I guess. But I like I do like it... the line back in the pink, he's yellow. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like humans were pink, so we would be back in the pink, but he's yellow. He wouldn't it be back in the yellow? I mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah, the the uh the it is full of piss and vinegar, not uh pith and vinegar. Yeah. So clearly they uh censored it. But they made it sound as though he was saying it. So oh, the, grown-ups, the grown-ups would get it, but everyone else wouldn't. Hold on. I think we might be wrong here. Hold on. I, I gotta... Both are correct, actually. Pith oh. and vinegar and piss and vinegar. Pith and vinegar is the polite version. Yeah, okay. So that makes sense. All right. So it is He. It is correct. All right. I've never... I've only heard it as piss and vinegar. Because we're all Cause like, dirty minds. Clearly. So now we get to uh, Smithers, like, or Bird's like, oh, who donated the blood to me? And he goes, uh, Smithers, like, oh, Bart Simpson. He's like, uh, Burns, like, who is that? And Burns doesn't remember suing Bart Simpson or the Simpsons suing him for hitting Bart with his car. Yeah. So not only does he, um, does he I, so remember Homer, the- he doesn't remember Bart either. So here's here's the thing. I actually read a a theory about why Burns doesn't remember Homer, and we might have talked this talked about this on a previous episode. Is so in the episode where Burns is like, "Oh, I'm gonna make you rue the day you were ever born." Uh, I believe that was uh, Brush of Greatness. No, if I remember correctly. No, no was that episode? the three eyes on every fish? Two cards. Yeah, in the yeah, it was the political one. So I read a theory that Mr. Burns actually does remember who Homer Simpson is, and this is his way of getting back at him to <laughs> pretend he doesn't know who he yeah, is. Yeah, but he didn't know who he was in the baseball, the Homer, Homer dancing Homer, yeah. and a few other ones. So that so, it, yeah. doesn't make sense. So and Smithers is like, oh, he's Homer Simpson's kid, one of your stiffs in Sector Seven G. And so Burns is like, I'll send him a card. So he writes him a card, sends it to the Simpsons. Homer, you know, is happy. He sees the card from Mister Burns. He's like, all right, let's all gather outside so the neighbors can see. And they go to the backyard. Yeah, would you want to go to the front yard? Probably because they have a fence. Fence. And who's randomly who's randomly looking at people's backyards? 
I mean, I don't do it, but I can see my neighbor's backyard because <laughs> they don't have a fence. Yeah. I mean, you can see your neighbor's backyard because the way your house sits. Yeah. So, but I don't think you'd, I, I think like if you saw your neighbors outside, you probably wouldn't stare at them though. No, not in the backyard. Maybe front yard. So Homer's like, dude, uh, turn the lights on. Turn, no, turn no, them off. Dim them. <laughs> Do something. And Lisa turns on the sprinklers. <laughs> and so he opens it up. He's like, all right, it's flat. Okay, maybe it's just a check. He opens up. All right, it's a card. Maybe, maybe something. And he reads the card. He's like, that's it? Just a card? And Marge and the kids just walk back in the house. Bart turns off the sprinkler and leaves uh Homer outside to wallow in his pity. And uh, so Homer goes back inside and he's really angry and he slams a cupboard. And I didn't know, I didn't really notice this. I didn't think that happened here. Yeah. 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 When he, right before yeah. he dicks hates the letter, he's all upset and he's running around the kitchen and all of a sudden he slams a cupboard shut. And I'm like, why is there a random cupboard just open in their kitchen? Well, you know, uh, Marge went back in to the house before Homer, so maybe she got like coffee or something out of a cupboard, and she didn't close it. Maybe I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> so Homer Homer starts dictating a letter to Bart, and this is a reference to uh, the show The Honeymooners uh, and their episode "Letter to the Boss," which is clearly a great reference because of the title of that episode. Yep. And he goes, "Thank you for the card. It was really great." If you can't tell, I'm being sarcastic. Yep. And then he's like, Homer's you like, stink. Yeah, Homer's like, you stink. Could you read that last part back to me? You stink. <laughs> Good. You're a senile, bucktooth, old mummy with bony girl arms. And you smell like, and then Bart's like, and an elephant's an butt. Elephant's butt. <laughs> like, an elephant's, an elephant's butt. butt. <laughs> Oh my god! And then, yeah, and then so Mar, you know. Well, Homer the one and... thing we, the one thing we did miss here is Homer went to the mail, uh, a mailbox to mail the letter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. March, yeah. talks okay, him out yeah, of it. March stopped. Yeah, you always do that <laughs> hand thing, and it, <laughs> it always, always works. works. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's got to be something that Shay does to you that stops you from doing something stupid, um, or do you just go with it regardless? Yeah, just go with it. But uh, I do like Homer. Or you Homer. actually listen to her? <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, Homer's, I like how though, before that, Homer's in the kitchen and, you know, Marge is still trying to be like, no, we shouldn't do this. And Homer's like, Marge, you're my wife and I love you very much, but you're living in a, in a, and then he does it in a fairy voice, <laughs> a world of make-believe with flowers and bells and leprechauns and magic frogs and funny little hats. And Bart's <laughs> like, yeah, mom, we got screwed. <laughs> Uh, and then so Homer goes back home and he's dreaming, you know, about he's choking out Mr. Burns. And I like how it flashes back and he's choking his pillow. And then they go back into his dream world. And then he turns his pillow turns into dreaming about uh, squeezing syrup on pancakes. And then he wakes up and he's chewing on his pillow. I have never done that. No, uh, that's that's kind of a precursor to, I think, sleepwalking. Um, Doing stuff I in think, your sleep. Yeah, I. uh I don't know anybody who sleepswalk, but I'm pretty sure because I don't think I've ever woken up eating, like dreaming about eating something and then waking up eating my pillow or like dreaming of something and like mimicking in real life. No, apparently maybe, maybe I have. My sleep. Apparently I, I have done this only once and I was driving a car and Shay looked at me and my arms were in the air like I was driving a car. <laughs> so... She just and, happened to be awake at that moment and yep. saw you doing it. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so, great. So apparently I do that. Um, so then Homer goes into the kitchen and he's looking for the letter because, you know, he doesn't want to mail it anymore. He was happy with Marge that he let him sleep yep. on it. And we see Bart just whistling down the street and dropping it in the mailbox. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> Homer's looking everywhere and Marge's like, Homer, it's not in the cornstarch box. He's like, like, you don't, you don't know like, where it is. Marge, it just... It, it just didn't walk up out of here, grow legs and walk out of here. Well, it kind of did. Yeah. It kind of yeah. did because Bart, Bart walked it out of the house. Yep. And so Bart walks into the kitchen. He's like, Bart, have you seen the letter? It's like, yes. Where was the last place you remember seeing it? And I do like how Homer talks like really slow at Bart. And Bart just said, well, I was walking down the street and I put the letter in the mailbox. 
And then this is the first time Homer chokes out Bart. And then Marge is like, stop that, Homer. You shouldn't be choking him out. You put all of this stuff in his head. You should really be choking yourself. And Homer's like, yeah, you're right. And honestly, for a second there, I thought he was going to actually start doing it. Choking himself. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I don't know what made me think he was going to do it, but I thought he was actually going to do it. Yeah, it was Because, like, the weird. way, like, the animation was, like, his hands were, like, up by his neck. So I thought maybe he was going to start choking himself for a second. Hey, do you like Cards Against Humanity? I sure do. Well, what if you could play Cards Against Humanity Simpsons style? That would be amazing. Well, now you can. Check out CardsAgainstTheSimpsons.com to buy your very own set of Simpsons Against Humanity. You know, I see a lot of podcasts give out discount codes. Is there a promo code I could use? There sure is. Use promo code SimpsonsPod. That's S-I-M-P-S-O-N-S-P-O-D to receive a 10% discount on Cards Against Humanity, the Simpsons way. Ay caramba, that's a good deal. But for all of our listeners out there, if you want a better deal, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to get a different promo code to save even more. That is correct. So head over to Facebook, the Simpsons Did It page, Instagram, Simpsons Did It Pod, and Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC to get that code. And as always, everything's coming up Millhouse. So uh, Homer drags Bart to the mailbox to try to get it out. And so Homer's like trying to stick his arm down and grab it. And he keeps saying ow because he's hurting himself. And Bart's like, give it up, Homer. You're not going to get it. And so he goes, where did he get a hose from? I don't know. A random fire hose from the side of the street. But I do like how his first is like, it's locked. So he tries kicking it. Oh, yeah. I have something up my sleeve and he just kicks it. That's a metal mailbox uh, bolted into concrete. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to do anything with that. And so he gets the hose and he's like, well, so we're going to get, we're, we're going to get it wet. Maybe we'll make the ink crunch eye. And Bart's like, well, what about the other mail that's in there? Oh, all letters are the same. Dear blob blob. <laughs> The nah, dear Mr. Person, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Sincerely, blah, blah. This has got to be the most sarcastic Homer episode in the world. I love this this Homer. This is my favorite iteration of Homer. Anytime well, he does this voice is yeah. the best. Well, I did tell you at some point while I was watching the episode, you might have to do more work on the notes because I was just enjoying this episode way too much. Yeah. Um, And so uh, Homer gets a hose from somewhere to, you know, try to run the ink. And Homer's like, Bart, give me a signal (laughs) if you see the mailman. He's like, the mailman's here. Oh, that's great. That's great. That works. No, no, the mailman's actually here. Uh, By the way, uh, tampering with mail is a federal offense. Do not do it. You will go to jail. And so he turns around and he sees the mail lady. He's like, well, you're the mail lady. You know my name and have my address. (laughs) And so I shouldn't run. She's like, yep. Well, I'm going to do, do it, it anyways, anyway. anyway. <laughs> so we go back. So we go back to Burns's mansion and he had hired a ghostwriter yep. who was like this hoity toity kind of guy. Yeah. So and he, I love how he asked Mr. Burns. To, yep. So go the, go, the ghostwriter Burns hires and then fires writes uh, like yep. hell. I can't a play on Sammy Davis juniors. Yes, I can. His other credits include okay. up from the muck and the unsinkable Saturad mob. Dodd. I don't know those two oh, books, yeah. but uh, I, I don't know. the guy that played them for the, the ghostwriter also wrote those two books. Yeah. So Burns tries to hire a ghostwriter and then the ghostwriter asks him about any salacious affairs <laughs> and he starts talking about it. He's like, how dare you? I'll write this book myself. You're fired. And so we cut back. So after all that, we cut back to Homer and he goes to the post office trying to get his letter back and I, uh, this is this is uh, the this best line fantastic the best line ever and i love how in like the future episode where they do the simpsons clip show they show this this yeah, clip yeah. again because that's how amazing, it's amazing it is it's like hello i'm mr burns i believe you have a letter for me okay, okay mr. mr burns, burns. <laughs> what's your first what's name your first? i don't don't no, 
I love how they go back outside and uh, Homer berates Bart. He's like, great idea, Bart. <laughs> and fun fact about the post office. So the mural in the post office depicting oh, yeah. a gallant mail carrier delivering a parcel of sev- in several feet of snow as a dog snarl and lightning strikes him was inspired by Michelangelo's creation of Adam. Yeah, I did read. I didn't know where that mural was. I wasn't looking for it. I didn't realize it was in the post office. Yep. <laughs> uh, Homer, you know, I like how Homer's like checking his watch now because he's back at the at the post office and he's like, or at the power plant and he's going to try to steal the letter back because it finally apparently got yeah. delivered to Mr. Burns. And I like how he looks at his wrist watch and there's no watch on. He's like, oh, and he switches to his other arm. I don't know if I've ever I mean, done that, know, but I've never done that. Yeah. I mean, but, I've like faked looked at my wrist when I don't like, I'm not wearing a watch and I'm like, like, Oh, what time is it? And I just look at my wrist to, because I don't know. I, that's what I do. Yeah. And so this, this scene is so weird because it's once again, Mr. Burns like selective memory. So oh, back, yeah. so back when, when Smithers tells Burns the name of the boy who saved his life, Burns asks who, but then when now Burns catches, later catches Homer rifling through the mail in his office, he asks, who are you? And he, yeah. I love, I love uh, think of a fake name. Think of a fake, fake name. name. Homer Simpson. Simpson. Don't. Don't. <laughs> yep. And so he, Burns starts reading the letter off and he's like, oh, this is so nice. And then he's like, oh, look, there's more. And he reads the rest of the letter. He's like, all right, get out of here. And so he has, uh, what was his name? Jimmy? Joey. 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 Uh, grab him by it. the arm and escort like, him off the premises. Like Homer is like, hey, can you not twist your my arm so hard? He's like, I don't tell you how to do your job. You don't tell me how to do mine. And he like literally throws him out of the gate. Yep. And so I like how Burns is sitting at his window. He's like, um, I could crush him like an ant. But no. I'm going to slowly blah, blah, his life. And it's like, ah, screw it. I'm going to crush him like an ant. <laughs> and so Smithers comes in and he's like, as usual, you've been my sober yin to my raging yang. And no, that's later. Oh, is that later? That's when he calls later. off. Oh, that's when he calls off. Homer. Yeah, that's right. He okay. asks, he asks, so he asks Smithers to have him to up. have hope. And then Joey comes in and Smithers is like, beat him up. Oh, no, 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 don't beat him up. No, beat him up, but no kicking. Um, yes. So that's a little bit later. So now we uh, now we cut back and Burns is writing his book by hand. And he's like, thank you, dear reader. I hope you enjoy this as much as I like writing it. And that is when, uh, that's uh, a little bit later, that's when Smithers comes in. I think this might be slightly so, out of order. Yeah. Okay. But, um, there is, but there is one other thing, though. So when Mr. Burns is talking to Smithers about having Homer beat up, you know, Burns is fuming over the fact that Homer calls him senile, bucktooth, and bony-armed, liver-spotted, and chinless. But Homer never says anything about liver spots or his chin. Correct. In the that letter. was not in the letter. Yep. Uh, so we cut to Moe's Tavern, uh, where Homer is drinking his sorrows away because he thinks he's going to get fired. And we get a prank phone call. And uh, Mo Mo answers, and Bart goes, "Is Mike there?" Last name and Mo's Roch. Like, Roch. Is my crotch there? Has my anybody crotch. has anybody seen, seen my has crotch? Anybody lady? seen my crotch? And the and here's the thing. So you and I, I don't know if you still listen to Weird Al. I do because I have him on my playlist. He actually wrote a song in '96. I had written in my notes. I think I I thought this was this scene was in a in a uh, song of his. And it was uh, called Phony Calls, which is a parody of yeah. Chasing Waterfalls. Yep. And the, and the, the song was written, uh, he wrote it and released that album, uh, Bad Hair Day. It, not Bad Hair Day, uh, Poodle Hat. No, no, no. It was Bad Hair Day. Yeah. Dude, I, I have like half of his albums. Yeah. Um, and so it was released in 96. So this is five, that was five years after this episode. But he took this, he obviously got permission yeah. to put this in his, uh, in his song. Like, that's how, like, high pop culture the Simpsons are. That this scene was put into a song written by Weird Al Yankovic. Now, granted, it fits the song because it's about making prank phone calls. Yeah. 
Um, and I do like how Moe's like, I'll carve my name in your back with an ice pick. Yeah, it's like, That's if violent. I ever catch you, I'll carve my name in your back with an ice pick. Uh, Barney is sitting next to Homer, and he's like, oh, you shouldn't try to drink to solve your problems. Uh, you should only do it to enhance your social skills. <laughs> and, uh, as we saw in uh, the uh, the uh, uh, party the the dinner party episode they had. Yeah. Uh it does not enhance Homer's social skills. No, not fact, at all. It diminishes them. Yes. So Burns writes his book. Smithers comes in. Burns asks him about the beating. Yeah. Smithers says I didn't go through with it. This is where he's like, "You're my sober Ying to my what was it? Raging Yang." Yang. And so that's when uh Smithers apologizes. And he's like, I'll go wait outside because it's raining out. He's like, I'll go wait outside for you until you're ready to, you know, until uh, you want to apologize to me. And the rain clears up and Smith uh, and Bird's like, you know what? No, we're we're going to reward Bart for giving me blood. And so they're in the they're in the mall and he uh, burns his line. A fabulous, grabulous, zip, zoop, zabulous present is uh, similar lines used to, in Dr. Seuss books. Yep, but he's like, he's like, we get the Simpsons a present. An extravagant present. A mad, unthinkable, utterly impossible present. A fabulous, grabulous, zip, zip, zabulous present. Because, you know, now he's... Uh, we do also crazy. see uh, Maud and the kids in the elevator. Oh, do we? Or on the escalator. I guess yeah, I might have missed they're, that. They're, they're, yeah, they were standing in front of Burns. Uh, not that that's really anything. They just happen to be there. But it's <laughs> nice to see background characters, you know, show yeah. up. Uh, so some of the more, some of the, like, I don't know how big this mall is. I know every uh, time some, we, every time we go to this mall, we find these stores. Or, or do new, uh, like do old stores close and new stores like replace them? Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, guess to be fair, we don't know. Malls. Well, I guess there's only one Springfield mall, but as yeah. we know, in most larger cities, there could be technically a couple malls. Yeah, I'm assuming this is the Springfield Mall. So, stores in the mall. The brushes are coming. The brushes are coming. Uh, it is a paint store. Yep. Uh, we have the Tamo Shanter Connection, which uh, I believe is like an Irish store, because you see uh, like a guy in a kilt. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we see Sweet Home Alabama, the store <laughs> of things from Alabama. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and actually, we go in there and uh smithers plays, plays the banjo, banjo. and birds like, like too corny too, or too cornball we go to cornball too cornball and then there's a store called wicked access and uh burns is like we're not getting them a pool table i'm not trying to turn their house into a saloon <laughs> <laughs> like, i mean that would have been a great gift but that no, is a great gift but i do and like how mr burns did have like he did have a thing to say for each store though he's like oh. Bur- you know he's like brushes are too practical yeah and then in tamo shanters are too cutesy poo yeah and then in the sweet home alabama he's like too cornball <laughs> but i do like yeah. how smithers is playing the banjo uh and then finally they stop at plunger pete's uh conversation pieces from around the world and burns is like this is perfect and Smithers, Smithers is like, but that's $32,000. Yep. You know, honestly, he would have been better off just giving the Simpsons $32,000. Yeah, but then it would be Mr. Burns giving the Simpsons something completely useless. Yeah. Uh, I do agree. I would have loved the pool table, by the way. Yeah, that would have been great. I would have gladly taken the pool table. Um, but And so then the giant head is delivered to the Simpsons and... Yep. As the introduction, like the... well, as the introduction, they're like, here, I'll give you an advanced copy of my book. Will there Will ever there be, a, be rainbow? a rainbow? I do like the fact that uh, when Burns initially shows up to the house, Homer like freaks exactly. out and hides behind. But the weird thing is the back of the couch faces the front door. Well, no, I think, didn't they move the couch for the thingy? But before that, the couch was in the center of the room and Marge uh, mentions that Burns was here and Homer freaks out and jumps behind the couch. Oh. And then uh, Marge is like, but, or Lisa's like, but wait, uh, they're bringing in a box. And so that's probably when they move the couch. Yeah. And so I was like, and this is for you. And then Bart's like, ooh, a crowbar. And Lisa's, <laughs> Lisa's like, it's for opening up the crate. To be fair for Bart getting a crowbar. That would be a good present. 
I mean, it's Bart. Yeah. And so they got an Olmec Indian God of War head. And I am uh, not question. even going to pronounce the name. Tapalaka Kettle. Tapalaka Kettle. I, I have a question. Yeah. How the hell did they get this head in the house? I have a better question. How the hell did they get that in their basement? That's right. <laughs> we, we don't know that yet. Sorry, we don't know that yet. But in the future, this is in their basement. So here's the thing. When when they show the men bringing it out, it only looked like there were like four or five men. But clearly this giant head took like the box when it opened. Like the back of the box was against the wall. The front of the box is on the floor. But that thing is huge. Like, how did they get it in the house? Exactly. Maybe like they, they got an elephant. The elephant never went into the house. Yep. Yeah. Maybe they. What? Uh, maybe they shrunk it because it's because hey, it's Aztec man. You don't know the magical properties of this thing. They and then my other it question size is, and then grow it. My other question is: You see the the now? I guess they could have broken down like the box that came in with like a saw or something. So I guess that an- I just answered my whole question of how they removed the box. Yeah. They probably just cut it up into pieces. Yep. And I like how how Maggie walks in the room with a card that says uh, Aztec. And Lisa's like, corrects her. Like, no, no, Maggie. Olmec. Mech. Olmec. I like, so Homer's like, what does it do? It's, it's, whatever it does, it's doing it right now. But what does it do? Uh, I do like the fact the final scene that Snowball's sleeping on top of it. Yep. She's using it as a... uh, as a, uh, you know, bed. Now, now, my question is, would your cat do that? Probably. My cat likes laying on random things. Uh, so they're sitting on the couch, staring at this giant head. And Marge is like, oh, the moral of the story is this. And like, no like, deed goes. What was it? No, no good deed goes unrewarded. She's like, yeah, but we got a, got reward. a reward. Oh, well, the well, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Please. But. We, we, no. And like, Lisa's, and Lisa's like, like, well, maybe there is no moral to the story. And Homer's like, yeah, exactly. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. That's, that's life. And, uh, but it was a memorable few days. This, this is great because th- throughout the first two seasons of The Simpsons, almost every episode, there was a really good, I guess, moral it would be a good yeah. word to say. Like a lot of episodes had really good morals. And yep. what we should do and life lessons and stuff like that. Obviously, it's all funny and funny and comedic, you know, comedic. Yeah. But but the, this line for the ending of season two to just go out on the note of it was just a bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah. Is awesome. because well, and, uh, and that's how life is. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens. Yeah, there are morals here and there. I, I think, you know, obviously at the beginning is, you know, the st- episode is you know donating blood you know be a good person but then like homer's like oh i want to get rewarded so he writes a nasty letter and he still gets rewarded for it yeah so i mean so, it is it is really it's just funny and it, it kind of shows almost where the simpsons are headed because yeah. almost from here on out yeah there's some good lessons to be learned and stuff but i feel like almost the majority of season three to 32 it's Literally just yeah. stuff that happens to the Simpsons, which is yeah, awesome. And uh, hopefully next week when we uh, have our very special guest to start season three, um, we will uh, we 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 will try to ask him a few questions and get a little bit more insight into the Simpsons. Uh, but for this episode, I freaking love this episode. Yeah, you have some inaccuracy as like you know Smithers not being able to donate blood and them throwing the blood bag around. And obviously that's more for comedic effect. I really wish they had done a little bit more accuracy when it came to Smither. Now, obviously he doesn't necessarily say he donated the kidney. Uh, he, uh, Burns just says he gave him a kidney. So there's a little, a little thing there. I, uh, five, everything's coming up. Millhouse, the jokes land. You got sarcastic Homer, you got old Mac, the giant head that ends up in the basement somehow. And they got in the house and the, gi- it's just so good. 
It's as I said when I was doing the notes, I I was so distracted by this episode that I missed a few things. Like, yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. I, I mean, enjoyed it. Yeah, hands down. Five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse all our own. I mean, this has. I mean, this is almost the episode that really starts. Just the things you could quote. Just I mean, yes. the, just the Homer post office scene alone. Just Hello, I quote I that all the time. Like that is just a great <laughs> line. Like it, it's fantastic. So, you know, the weird thing is the weird thing is the line that I quote most out of this episode is how how how's that local sports team doing? Yeah, I mean it's it's just amazing the how it went and it went so fluidly. Like this episode yeah. just went so fluidly. It had one plot, which is awesome. Like, I yeah. mean, I don't mind the multiple plots some, sometimes, yeah. but is it just one plot? It just, you know, did its thing. And yep. the references were fantastic. Yes. I mean, everything about this episode just screamed hilarious. And even though it just opened up really randomly with the whole like sign, oh, yeah. sign of the, oh, but it, but it the led way, to the thing. It didn't even take, it fun, didn't even take too long to just do it. So fun fact. Do you know, without looking at your book, I don't know if it's in there, or without looking at the internet, do you know why they wrote this episode? Not off the top of my head, I guess. So the reason for this episode was because uh, somebody at, like, The Simpsons or Fox had had gotten a blood transplant or transfusion, and they're like, wouldn't it be funny if Mr. Blood, if Mr. Burns needed a blood transfusion? I mean, it's really funny though because the well, what, what episode was like? I mean, I listened to a few Simpsons podcasts, but there was one where I think it was Al sure. Jean, if I'm not mistaken, told a story about um, him doing like hockey, or he was from a hockey town. Oh, and that's sure. kind of how the Lisa on Ice thing ah, happened yeah. with him growing up. So it seems like in these early seasons, from what I've learned, is a lot of the early stuff was just. What happened to us as a, you know, that's how the writers work. The writers, it wasn't topical stuff. It was, how how did I grow up? What was my childhood like? And then they just kind of incorporated that sort of stuff in The Simpsons. So, So. I mean, final thoughts on the whole season. I mean, I I definitely can't say it was the best season. It definitely, I, I, there were definitely a lot of things about this season that, you know, had its downs and you know, fluidity and, you know, just random stuff throughout. I mean, we had some great introductions. Like, I mean, the way we was, was really fun just to have, you know, our first kind of flashback episode, itchy and scratchy and Marge, you know, the very first itchy and scratchy based episode. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of Bart ones, some of them good, like Bart the Daredevil, some of them, yeah. you know, not so good. Like Bart's dog gets an F definitely wasn't my favorite. Um, we got the introduction of Lionel Hutz. So, I mean... Comic book guy. Comic book guy. So, there's a lot of great introductions, I guess would be a great yeah. way to put it. There's a lot of, of building up Springfield. Building up yeah. what Springfield is. The episodes, maybe not as good, but it was definitely... I mean, it was their sophomore season. And yep. to be fair, I can't. I definitely don't think it can be considered a sophomore slump. Because, no. because no. it was it, a lot of the stuff was really good. But it was definitely moderate. So overall, what do you give the season? I'd say a three. Three? three. Don't have a cow. Don't man. have a cow, man. I I particularly enjoyed the season. There were a few episodes that, you know, didn't hit the spot. They definitely ended on a high note. Like, oh, yes. By Dude. far, this is probably the best episode of the season. Yeah. I don't, not that not Maybe, that, maybe were, that extra time. Maybe the extra time they put into making this episode helped. just helped. Uh, it, you know, but... A lot, you know, there's a lot of good jokes, as you said, there's introductions, but, you know, for a second season of a cartoon for this caliber, it's just, I I think they did a phenomenal job. Uh, You know, they, you know, their references are still, you know, in the 60s and 70s. We don't see like current, you know, like 90s references. I do like the fact to go back on this, on this episode, the fact that the prank phone call is kind of part of pop culture because of weird L that's just like, that just shows you the influence that the Simpsons have on people. And I really think it started with season two. Yeah. Season one is good. It wasn't great. 
season two, I think, really raised the bar for what the Simpsons could be and were. And so I'm going to give it a four mm, sprinkles. I don't think they quite hit that five yet, but I know they're going to get there probably in season three, to be honest. Uh, we'll obviously we'll have to watch the episodes and go from there. And so, and obviously the first episode for season three, just to preview a little bit. I, I mean, they start season three on such a high note. Like I love that episode. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to talk to our special guest about it. I look forward to the start of season three. And they, again, they start on such a high note and I hope, as we watch season three, it only gets better from from there, which for me is going to be a tall task because I yeah. love that first episode. Um, yeah. So as we always do, we are going to end with a character profile, Steve. And, yes, and this week, not not a big, I would say, character from the episode like some of them have been, but obviously... I'm surprised. Yeah. Did we do Burns and Smithers already? I, yeah, I think we did Burns. I don't know if we did Smithers. But, I'm a little surprised we didn't do Smithers. Yeah, but, but this week, this week we're gonna do a little. Uh, he was in the episode, so it's not too far fetched. Uh, yes. But we're gonna do Doctor Hibbert as yeah. our character profile. His relationship to the Simpsons is he's the Simpson family doctor, and he delivered all the Simpsons children, which is kind of weird because I wouldn't necessarily peg him as an OBGYN. Yes, he is not an OBGYN. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the weird thing about the 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 doctors and the Simpsons is they kind of practice all. Now, here's the question. Were all the Simpsons children delivered at the hospital? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think so. I mean, at least. But he would. He would. He, he's. I mean, I guess he sees Homer and he sees the kids. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll have to ask our cousin who's a doctor. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't consider. Kind of I mean, thing. I wouldn't necessarily even consider Dr. Hibbert as a pediatrician. You know what I mean? No, like, but he sees kids. Uh, yeah. But he's, but he's seen the kids. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. I mean, I guess, but it could be like a small town. I mean, to be fair, yeah, there's a giant, apparently a giant hospital, but I mean, it could be like a small town, but he's not a small town doctor. Like, you know, I guess, I don't know. Maybe he just specializes in everything. I I mean, well, that would take years of freaking practice. Yeah, it's kind of usually, usually you, when you go into medical school, you usually pick one thing to study and that's what you go into uh maybe it's possible maybe he was a private practice doctor beforehand and he delivered some babies or maybe it was an emergency when marge delivered the kids (laughs) and they needed a doctor and herbert was there maybe just pretty random but his annoying habits laughing at inappropriate (laughs) times (laughs) uh jokingly telling wives that their husbands are dead informing patients that their legs will have to come off when he really means their wet bathing suits. Oh my God. And yeah, he's not a good doctor. No. Well, kind of better than Dr. Nick. You're not wrong. Uh, His fashion sense Cosby sweaters, which, Hey, that's kind of where they build them from. Yep. Uh, The occasional Rocky horror picture show costume. Yep. And a haircut that changes with the times. Interesting. Well, remember in the in the there the way we was episode, um, he had he had the fro. Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye out his haircut throughout the uh, throughout the remainder of the episodes. Maybe any other flashbacks with him. We'll see how his hair his hair changes. So um, I just want to close it out, uh, thanking everyone that's listened through season one, all our newcomers in season two. Um, all our recent newcomers that have joined us throughout our first two seasons, uh, we've been growing, we've gotten a lot more followers, a lot more content. So thank you to everyone who's come on board. I also thank want you for everybody who's been here since, you know, we started this day one yep. and, uh, keeping up with us. We, we appreciate the loyalty. I want to thank all of our guests that were on the Simpsons did it for season two, uh, the Simpsons man. Uh, Andy McAlfresh, uh, Friends of Fandom, uh, Christine from Friends of Fandom, and uh, Lauren Lodeduce. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the show and enhancing all of our episodes, bringing some knowledge that we didn't really know about, and we love talking to yeah. Simpsons fans. And 
we got some great guests lined up for season three. So make sure you guys, you know, come check those episodes out and, you know, obviously keep checking us out because we're going to keep doing yeah. it. We have, you know, 30 more seasons to, to run through. <laughs> we got, we got, uh, we got a lot of years left. Yes, we do. So, uh, you guys can find us as always on Facebook, the Simpsons did a podcast on Twitter. Simpsons did it PC on Instagram. The Simpsons did it pod. Um, if you guys have any suggestions or just want to say hi or send us an email, Simpsons did it, the Simpsons did it pod at gmail.com. You can always, uh, email us, message us on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're always checking all of our messages. So and if you have any suggestions, criticisms, uh, any, any way we can improve the podcast or, you know, bring in you know more fan interaction we always love to hear your ideas uh so please you know reach out to us if you have any ideas we'd love to hear them and we'll try to do our best to implement them hopefully in season three we'll do another contest as well yeah we definitely will uh see what we can do for for that for everyone um because season two's contest went so well just didn't yeah don't have anything unfortunately lined up for season three yet but we're we're gonna look into it and thanks again uh Check us out next week with the start of season three. Uh, So until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Mike Crotch. I mean, (laughs) Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.